Welcome back to Yin and Yang Healing, Exploring Beyond the Physical. It's Durr and Kirsten here to talk to you about, um, well, Kirsten, you can introduce the topic today, but uh, you're basically crying because (laughs) we were just talking about a story about your ex and Uh, I I just had, I had to like hit record because I'm like, yo, like other people need to hear this because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. So do you want to like rewind and go back to like the start of like what you were t- telling me about? Um, and okay. just so like anyone tuning in knows, like this is about relationships, taking radical ownership um, and awareness and healing for yourself and like the role that you played in a relationship. So mm-hmm. anyway, Kirsten, like tell me like what you what you're telling me about um about your your ex and the way you reached out and everything okay yeah I don't know it's like it's so weird my eyes are watering I'm like is it tears of like you know (laughs) tears of joy or laughter or like grief like I don't know probably Um, all the above (laughs) all the above so yeah so I reached out to my ex I just it was kind of like on my heart to reach out to him um and just have a chat with him and take radical ownership of how I showed up in the relationship and how that like contributed because a lot of times in the relationship he would say I you know I would say like well you need to go to EPT like you need to see your practitioner or like you need to go to counseling like you have trauma and like you're projecting it on me and you need to work through that and yeah sorry can I pause for a sec it's like this is a common like feminine thing like well well female empowerment thing where it's like you need to do this you need to do that like I'm so empowered look at me doing it you need to fucking do it all the work already yeah (laughs) I'm perfect and it's like you 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 are a shitty guy but like anyway keep going because you're what it was like I mean I will say though like anyone who knows me who listens to this episode is gonna be super defensive of me because like he did have his shit. I will say that. Like he did have his trauma and his like inability to trust women. Like he he had stuff, right? That definitely mm-hmm. made the relationship hard. But what I'm saying is like the way that I contributed didn't make it easier. It made it a lot harder and it just continued to like trash the relationship, like continue to like disrespect him. Um, and it made it I just feel like in my heart of hearts, if I had acted differently and I had taken ownership of my behavior in that relationship, things could have like been different, right? Because he had Mm -hmm. worked through like a lot of that stuff and things had shifted and changed. I did see that, but I continued to like emasculate him all the time out of like my need for control and safety. And it's just, it's complicated, like on how that like first came up in the beginning of the relationship, that feeling of lack of safety. So leaning into like, being like hyper masculine and like also emasculating him at the same time and so yeah that's a topic in itself and so yeah you wanted to like take ownership of like the way that you showed up yeah because like since we broke up I just like all the things that have aligned like a friend recommended like this book and it was called irresistibly feminine and like when I read that book and I was like holy shit like wow I just I all the ways like of how I emasculated him, all the examples in the books and everything just like populated through my mind. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, it's me. Like I'm the problem. It's me. And so that was just like a wild epiphany. And then I kind of kept learning more and more and more about that dynamic and just kept like thinking about all the ways that I've like done that. Um, 
And I don't think I was like, especially emasculating in my past relationships. In my past relationships, I was emasculating in the way of like being too nurturing to like my boyfriends, Um, like always taking care of them, fixing. But with my past, like my most current ex, I just really was like on the power trip of, you know, hurt from past relationships and the way that I like to control and try to emasculate him and wear the pants and tell him what to do. And you should do this and you should do that. And all the things I was just like, wow, I want to take ownership of that because I definitely felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, but you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't know that in the relationship. I didn't have that book when I was in the relationship. I didn't have this information. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know how to like make it different, but I at least wanted to like apologize to him and take ownership of, of that piece. So I feel like that he could like move on in like healthier relationships too, um, from having that because that awareness so so much. Sorry. So uh, just getting back to the story, like you wanted to reach out to him to basically see if like he needed that and like, and just own up to that in case he did need that. And so you reached out to him. Yeah. I reached out to him and like he agreed to like go for a walk but then he also was like well maybe we could have some fun like hook up and I was like no like I just really want to I really want to like just chat about this like um you know let's just see like where that goes I just really want to like chat and I like told him I said I want to take ownership for um like how I treated you in our relationship um so yeah, he said he was down to like go for a walk and then he just kept like being disrespectful. Um, you know, disrespecting my boundary of saying like, I don't want to go there. And like, I didn't message you to hook up. I just want to like talk. And he kind of kept disrespecting that and just showing me that he obviously didn't want that. He thought that was just a door in to like hook up with me again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, like not happening. So I guess that conversation won't be happening with him because he just couldn't take his mind off anything else except for being like sexually intimate so right so you set your boundaries by just being like okay well never mind like this is my boundary like it's just I pretty much said to him I was like just never mind like the walk like obviously this is a terrible choice like messaging you like obviously you you don't need that closure that I thought you needed kind of thing but hey actually I have a question now that you were just talking about like like emasculating and blah 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 like now that I'm hearing this I'm a little bit analyzing it as well and I'm like okay okay, well in you asking him to go for a walk was no it's emasculating it's it's yeah you were communicating with him in a masculine way instead of just being like I feel like I need to apologize to you and then just like leave it at that or like I feel bad like because so like do you want to explain a little bit about um because I've read the book that you mentioned earlier as well funny that you mentioned that because the whole (laughs) time that I was messaging him as soon as I sent that I was like fuck that's like masculine communication and I just it's really hard sometimes because it's like especially when you're communicating with a person who really like triggers that in you, like there's something about him that really just triggers me like deep into like my masculine control. Um, so it's really hard, like 
even I had said something like, um, what did I say? Um, oh, I was like, um, cause he was asking to like hook up or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just do one step at a time. And then I was like, like, even that is like masculine. Like I'm telling yeah. him like what to do basically. Yeah. And then I just text back and I was like, what I meant to say was I need to take one step at a time and just talk first. Right. And it's so, it was so hard, but it's funny. Like you mentioned that. Cause as soon as I sent that text, <laughs> I asked him to go for a walk. And I was like, this is, I just kind of knew it actually. I was like, this is never going to happen because just of the way that I like asked him. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, you're not right or wrong for this. This is just like, it's like how many of us have grown up in these like families or the society where it's like female empowerment. And like, this is not to say that like women shouldn't feel empowered, but it's like the way that you communicate with someone who is primarily masculine energy is like so important because if you communicate in a masculine energy, who's the feminine energy? You're not creating that polarity. Right. And so you have to like, almost like rewire the way that you talk. So on that, um, just something like popped in my head, like, yeah, you have to rewire the way that you talk. And when I look back in my relationship, he was actually like a very masculine guy because if he wasn't, he would have just let me bulldoze him and like, do whatever I want. He would have just been like, yes, Kirsten, like whatever you want. Right. And like, that would have ended up being like repulsive to me. I think I fell more in love with him. And that's why I got so hurt at the end because he did hold his own. He didn't let me bulldoze him. He didn't let me wear the pants, but he also, the problem with that was he also didn't know how to lead me out of my masculine energy. He didn't know how to like create that safety for me to like pull me away from that. So I think that's where our relationship just didn't like, wasn't sturdy, like in that way. But even like in, even in this, I'm like, he's so, he is actually so masculine because he's not letting me like be in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hate it. And it's like infuriating. Right. But I really like see now I'm like, <laughs> actually he is like being masculine, just kind of like in a douchey way. Uh, so like, I feel like we should definitely like dive in here a little bit more talking about like this dynamic of like, what is masculine communication? What is feminine communication? Why is it important? Blah, 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 blah. But just before we do that, I just want to like touch on like how, like, regardless of the way you were communicating, the whole point of the story was that you realized your self-worth. And like I was saying to you earlier today, like you, you're basically the dial on your self-worth button is turning up and Yeah. That is what's going to allow you to like fully embrace your feminine energy and communication. So let's talk a little bit more about that polarity and like, what's the difference between masculine and feminine communication? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So like, let's take an example from the story. Like let's take like the things you did say and like break it apart and be like, Hey, what's masculine about this? And then like, what, how could we reframe it? Right. So yeah, I guess like the very first thing I said was like, you know, would you be willing to, I don't know how I worded it, but it was something like, would you be willing to um, meet up with me for a walk? I just want to like share um, some things about 
some realizations about how I like treated you in the relationship and take ownership for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so just that in itself of me saying like, like, do you want to go for a walk? Like that's lead, that's leading. Like I'm leading him to the outcome of like going for a walk. So it's like masculine communication is leadership. Yeah. With a direction, right? Like an outcome, an outcome. Yeah. And so, okay. So now let's reframe it in the feminine communication. Cause, um, for feminine communication, it's like, it's, it's to express your feelings vulnerably, right. vulnerably without the expectation of an outcome. So let's, let's like, let's figure out like what you could have said instead. Oh, what could I have said instead? I could have said like, um, like I could have just said, Hey, I'm feeling really vulnerable and I'm feeling really, um, sad. I think the feeling is sad, feeling really sad. And I have some things on my heart that I would like to share with you. And like, that would be it. Yeah. Like, even if you wanted to take it a step further and like remove the piece of like what you want, you could have even just been like, Hey, like, I just want to let you know that I feel really sad about the way things ended between us. And I realized that I also had a big part in it. And then that just gives him the opportunity to lead, to ask you a question. And then from yeah. there you can go more into like those other pieces. Right. But yeah, it's like, you know, like that first initial piece, it's so hard. Even I'm like, I want to, like, I like straight away. I'm like, I, that's where like my default is that I'm trying to like break that pattern of like, okay, I want to like, right. Like, yeah. Feel like and we're so like used outcome. to that. I know it's hard to break that pattern. And I guess like, so for, for those like listening and watching, um, it's like the, the masculine energy um, is like the leader and is like typically like the decision maker. Um, and the feminine energy is more of like the receiver. And so when the feminine energy takes on that role, right. And more submissive, submissive to that leadership. You're, and then what happens if they like, what happens when it gets mixed? Yeah. And then I feel like, I feel like when the like when you're communicating from the, when you're a woman communicating from the masculine to a masculine man, he basically just like shuts you out and like, doesn't give you like what you want. You're trying to like get something, but whether he knows it or not, he senses that that's like outcome seeking and leadership. And he's like, ah, nah, you're not into that. And he just shuts you down and he like backs away and he like gets distant. And it's funny that you say that because you literally told me, you're like, this is what I said to him. And he like, didn't even receive it. It's because he's the masculine energy. He is not meant to receive. I know. (laughs) And I, I, I like, I I really want to hear like what other people think about this. Like, I'm sure it's like a pretty unpopular opinion, but it just makes so much sense. It's like, with, with my relationship, I, you know, my girlfriend is a very much feminine energy and I'm a very masculine energy. And it's like, it's so weird because I didn't even understand this dynamic until I learned about, I learned about this like polarity. 
And I am very much like the fixer. And like, I've always, like, we've always joked about it. Like, oh, like you're such a dude. Like you just want to fix everything. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I don't get it. But like now it makes sense. So like for the men listening or even the women listening, it's like the masculine energy wants to lead, wants to fix, wants to whatever. And like, you might not want that, but like in receiving it, you're creating that polarity and just like a magnet, right? You attract or not. Like I'm stealing that opportunity from him to lead, to fix. I'm like stealing that opportunity, which creates resentment. And I could feel that in the relationship the whole time I could feel the resentment. I'm like, you resent me. And he's like, I don't. And I'm like, but I can feel it. And it's just something so subtle. It's like, even Mm -hmm. if he doesn't consciously know that he's like resenting that energy of that emotion is there because I'm robbing him of that joy to be the leader, to be the fixer, to take the relationship in the direction, to have the provision. I'm, I'm taking that away by me always having to like do it. Yeah. And I think that is a really good point that like these energies are pretty subtle. Like it, like I give an example. It's like (laughs) by default, my girlfriend like doesn't like to drive doesn't like to like use the remote. She's like, I don't like to just, I don't like to control the remote. I, I don't want to drive. I don't like driving. And it's like, I fucking love it. I'm like, sweet, give it to me. Like, <laughs> and so like, if you like see that dynamic in your relationship, that very much can like tell you like, who is the feminine, who is the masculine energy? And like for like, um, like a typical hetero heterosexual relationship, it's typically, I would say like, the woman is more feminine and the men well, like natural like not like your natural state of being would be more feminine and his natural state of being would be more masculine but things get all like fucked up because women are like hyper masculine now in and that, men like, are being that, told and, then, to be and more- men are being like emasc like men are being emasculated told to be like more feminine more in tune with their feelings like more of that stuff but like that's just not how they're it's not how they're built that's and actually a really watch, good point. And then if they are more feminine, you actually feel even more like unsafe, even more insecure, even more like, oh, like my knees are going to be met. Like you feel even more like repulsed. And so you control even more, further emasculating him. It's just like the cycle that never ends. Oh, right. <laughs> like this realization, like even just like still every time I talk about it, it's such a, it just blows my mind on how we just like get caught up in that and it just it really changes the dynamic of your relationship and like but you know what's so weird okay something that's like earlier I said something about him triggers me deeply like really truly I don't know what it is and I feel like him and I even have like this cosmic like tie but something about him specifically triggers me deeply because when I'm around other men when I'm around my grandfather, when I'm around, like there's certain older men at work, when I'm around them, I'm so in my feminine. I am so like playful and like fun and like, let them make decisions. Like, I'm just so like, there's some, like, I'm just so, um, I feel so safe, but Something okay. So those men though, are they devoted to making you happy? I feel like in like the little ways, like they are. Cause it's like, from what you've told me about your ex, it's like, that's, that's not his main priority. Right. And so it's no, like, if, 
you like if you do like settle into this polarity it's like and this is something like that you know you read about in that book is the feminine has to learn to trust the masculine yeah to be able to deliver that so it's like yeah you you obviously have to give them the chance first of all but then you also have to have this sense of self-worth that like hey if you aren't going to do anything for me yeah peace <laughs> which, which yeah like i didn't have that at all in the beginning like in the relationship i didn't have that at all we moved in like way too quickly so then i felt kind of like stuck like we moved in after knowing each other for a month that's a huge mistake don't ever do it you can never know someone in one month and <laughs> like it was just such a horrible horrible mistake and like when i first met him like he wasn't working like there's just so many dynamics he's going through like a health crisis there's just like so many dynamics and like, I didn't feel safe. And then it was kind of like started turning into like, well, like how come like women don't take men out on dates and like that kind of energy. And I was like, huh? I was like, like what he was saying about? that. Yeah. So maybe that's why to... he triggered you so much because that to me yeah. sounds like he is not embracing his masculine energy. No, like super not. And like, there's just all kinds of things there of like lack of trust, but it had nothing to do with me. It was just like past stuff for him and his lack of trust with women. And yeah, it kind of all got like projected onto me and it was very like heavy and very intense a lot of the times. And um, that's probably why he does trigger me so much because he also like, although he had very like masculine like qualities, the one thing that he was missing was being devoted like to me. Mm-hmm even though he was like committed to me, but he wasn't like devoted to like my heart. So it created yeah. like this constant place of like, I constantly felt like I was, I never felt like safe or like at ease. And I always felt like I had to like work more or I had to like do more, or I had to like, you know, spend more money on him to like, you know, show the quality. And like, he kept bringing up, like, he's like, you feminists. He's like, you want like equality. And I was like, I'm not a feminist. I'm like, sorry to anyone out there who is, but like, I'm not, that's just who I am. I have a little bit more like conservative, like traditional, like beliefs and values and that's okay. But I never once ever said to him, I'm a feminist and I want equality. I'm like, I don't believe in equality. I believe in equity. I think equity and equality are not the same. And to have equity in a relationship means fairness. Equality doesn't necessarily mean fairness. And like one example of that is like, let's just, the most popular example I've seen is like, if you have, let's just say you have a child and you have an adult and you have a senior and they all want to like ride a bike. Equality is giving each of them the exact same bike, right? That's equality because they're all getting the exact equal value, the exact same bike. Mm -hmm. But is that fair to everyone? No, it's not, right? It's not fair to everyone. Can the child ride a standard like adult bike no equity is that the child gets the bike appropriate for them the adult gets the bike appropriate for them and the senior would get that bike appropriate for them that's mm. equity and that to me is like fair and just and we just always seem to like misunderstand each other like on that so it created like just created like this constant cycle of like his lack of trust in women and like my lack of trust in men and it just kept being this like vicious cycle that like never ended. And now you had that beautiful experience to help you, um, 
uncover and evolve your feminine polarity. Mm-hmm. Now I've just like learned so just like so much. You know what's so funny? So <laughs> I have this funny story. So um like after learning all this of like polarity and everything like that, like because women like I think a lot of times we control too is because we want the best for our men and like we don't women don't like seeing someone suffer like we hate that we like if you got knee pain or if you're like struggling to carry something like we hate that and our brains are like multitasking and they're doing all these like things and coming up with all these ideas like our you know our brains like doing all that stuff and so we can like analyze things like very quickly whereas like the masculine energy or men are very a little more like now they're like I have this like task okay I'm like focusing on this task like you know they're very like compartmentalized like in their brain that way And so I think women want to like help and fix and like, you know, don't do it that way. And like, this is easier. This will be faster. Like, it's just so natural for us to like have up with those solutions and like, you know, but like Mm -hmm. ultimately at the end of the day, like that's not our job, right? Our job is to just like be in flow um, and like be creative. But that's part of our thing is we come up with creative solutions, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So I'm at Staples one day, I'm like picking up an order or whatever. And there's quite a long lineup. This guy comes in and he's like, we're kind of walking in at the same time. And he kind of like blows past me. Like he's trying to like rush past me. I'm like, dude, like chill. Like it was kind of rude. Like the way that he like, like kept passed by me because we were like right in the doors and there wasn't really enough room anyways. So he like blows past me. I'm like standing in line. This guy gets like, you know, like a box of paper, like a whole box of paper. Mm-hmm. So that's the very first thing that he picks up is like a box of paper. And he's, he's got it like on his shoulders and then like, he needs something else. I don't know if he forgot he needed something else or like what, but he's like running. He's like looking in all the aisles, like frantically, he's got this huge, heavy box of paper on his shoulders. Doesn't ask anyone, doesn't anything. Just like looking, looking, looking like frantically. I'm like, dude, like set down the paper or ask somebody like for help, what you're looking for. And in my head, like that was like my first thought. But then my next thought was like, you know what? If I am ever in a relationship again, And I was with this person, like, let's just say we went in there together and he was carrying this like heavy ass box of paper around. I wouldn't fucking say a word, (laughs) just zip my lip. And like, if you want to break your back and be in pain and suffer, have at her, you know? So, okay. Yeah, that totally that I a hundred percent. And let's like, I'm thinking about like, what are ways that a feminine energy could talk to someone like that? So like right off the bat, like when you were talking about like feminine energy is like for being creative and whatever, it doesn't mean that you have to like necessarily just necessarily just zip your mouth and shut the fuck up. You could, it could be as simple as being like, I have so many ideas on how to do X, Y, Z better, faster. Yeah. Just and that's just a statement. You're just saying how you feel, what's in your brain. You're not saying like, do you want to know them? Do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> but the masculine, the masculine energy's job is to be like, oh, what are those ideas? <laughs> but I still feel like even if he asks and you like share them, I feel like he wouldn't necessarily take you up on them because they're not his idea. Right. I feel like that is like the one trend I've noticed with men, like my whole entire life is like men like it when it's their idea. The yeah. But like it when it's their idea. I guess I, I guess I'm just thinking more from like the perspective of like those women who are just like, well, I don't want to just fucking sit here and like never say anything and whatever. 
Oh, and it's so you, much, it's so much easier and you don't have to stress. But you could still be stress-free by just literally expressing. You just express it. If he yeah. asks you the ideas, okay, just, just say them, but don't yeah. expect, like you said, don't expect him to take them and actually imply, uh, implement them. But let me just tell you, like from a more masculine energy perspective, one day he'll be doing the fucking thing and he'll be like, maybe I should just try that other way. And he will decide <laughs> to do it. And he'll be like, well, <laughs> I'm glad that I tried that way because it's so much easier. I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> and you'll be sitting there laughing. You'll be like, actually, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I feel like, I feel like I haven't learned the art yet, but I feel like there is an art to learning like feminine communication and learning how to, um, like to like help men out, like in those scenarios without like making it seem like, like you are, Right. you know what I mean? Like there's like, okay, it just popped to my head. Like you know, asking him, like, is there a better way for you to do this? Like prompting him, like asking him like questions. So instead of you being like, these are like my, like my ideas. You like, can ask permission you can, as like, well. Empower, empowering him to say like, is there another way that you could do that? Mm-hmm. And well, okay. and masculine really likes to be, um, likes to grant permission. So just asking like, can I show you a different way? Yeah. Cause you're asking permission. So you're not taking the lead. Yeah. He still has the choice to, to lead there or not lead there. And <laughs> you could also just be as like simple as just going and doing the thing in your way without saying anything, literally just showing by example. And it's like, and I feel like this is a common topic that comes up in like this conversation with like masculine, feminine, blah, 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 is like how the masculine energy can often be like a child if the feminine energy doesn't like respect the leadership. And that is exactly like, so so that's a prime example of like how you're kind of teaching the child to grow up it's like you're just you're leading you're showing by example like that's what we do with kids right we show them by example we do the thing and like for a grown adult you don't have to necessarily say anything you just do it and they'll be like oh well they're doing it that way i can do it that way I think that's a big lesson to learn, like, in all, like, adult relationships is, like, your words don't mean much. Like, stop telling people what to do or giving people advice. Like, show. Show the way. Show your boundaries. Don't say your boundaries or tell your boundaries. Show. Show people your boundaries, right? Show people, like, what you're doing and how well it's working. Like, show them. People do well with, like, seeing yeah, for sure. Like I mean, that's how we're, that's how we grow up, right? Like we literally grow up observing our parents and like seeing how they do things. And yeah, it's a pretty like natural process. So, but do you think when I, what I actually said in my text to my ex was, I was wondering if you would want to meet me for a walk sometime this week. 
very, yeah, very masculine. Like, do you want to do this? And yeah. specifically this. Yeah. Dang. So, <laughs> I know it's like pretty amazing. Like once you start like analyzing your yourself, right? So yeah, it's like, I sent it, I was like, dang. And in the beginning, I'm sure it's going to be like pretty hard to like, I'm always having to think about what I say and how I say it, but like, it will just become natural. Right. But that goes back to the piece of like the self-worth, right. Because like now my self-worth dial is like turned up, like you said. And it's like, I feel like the next guy that I'm with, I wouldn't choose a guy who doesn't respect me. I wouldn't choose a guy who is not like taking leadership in his own life, right. To take leadership in his life with me. I wouldn't choose like that person again. I would choose a person who would make me feel safe and relaxed like as a person so that I can lean into my femininity because leaning into your feminine side is leaning into the vulnerable. And it's like, you, it's hard to, it's really hard to like lean into the vulnerable when you're feeling like your, um, your reality is like not safe, mm-hmm. that you're not like safe and protected. It's really hard to like lean into that when you're, it's constantly being like threatened so I would never right. choose um a person like that again I would take my time um there's this other book that I really like it's called no more assholes um and she just talks a lot about like the three-month dating rule which is like no kissing um like no sleepovers no exclusivity no sex no nothing um for three months minimum of getting to know somebody so that you can really take that time to get to know that person. And most people were like, oh, I would never not kiss for three months. And like, I used to think that all the time and like, you know, what's the point of waiting? Like, you need to know, you need to know if the chemistry's there and all that. And I'm like, no, I need to know if your character is there. Like now I'm really in this place of like, I feel so worthy of like waiting because I need to know that your consistency is there, that you are going to lead me out when I'm being masculine, that you are going to like protect and provide um, I need to, I need to know that I need to know that I can like trust your leadership that you show right. good leadership in your life and and I guess like just taking the ownership of um coming into it with the like awareness and knowledge of like if I start out in my feminine energy like will that help us build that bond better faster stronger yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause I was, yeah. When we met too, I was very much in my masculine energy. Like, Oh, just like cringe when I think back of the times where I was just like right in the beginning where I was just so like wanting to make sure that no one ever hurt me again, or like, didn't, you know, that was, I didn't want to be with someone who was like selfish in bed and like all these things. And I was like, I'm going to like, make sure And like, it's literally so cringy when I think back to how I communicated that. I'm like, you know, so I think things would just like flow differently too, because I wouldn't be like that again in my next relationship. I've learned to soften a lot and to um, self-nurture and like self-soothe myself and like my like insecurities in that way. And a lot of it, like, ultimately came down to, like, the self-worth, like, because I didn't have enough self-worth to, like, walk away in those past relationships. I just endured the shitty behavior. And then the next relationship is, like, 
never going to have that again, you know, with my sassy mm-hmm. pants on and, um, and I will, like, I will never have that again, but I don't need to like tell that to a guy, like right after we're like, you know, sexually intimate, I don't need to do that anymore. Right. Because I'm showing things with my behavior and my self-worth differently than before when I was just trying to shout it from the rooftops. So like, what are your, what are your like go-tos for healing that, those pieces of yourself to be able to move forward in that way? I think like awareness is like number one. If you're in denial that you emasculate men, you're just always going to stay in that cycle a thousand percent. So awareness for sure. You have to have the awareness that you're doing it. Um, and then, yeah, I think doing like the emotional work on it for sure, because there was just like a lot of stuff, like for me that always just felt like not my shit. Like it's generational for me anyways. Like it really is generational. Like that pattern of like not trusting men and like that has like been built into me. And like the, the relationships that my, that my grandma like attracted the relationships that my mom attracted, the relationships that I attracted, like from all that, it's like, I can see the pattern very clearly of how it all like triggered, trickled down. So like doing Mm -hmm. the emotional work and looking at your grandparents' relationship, looking at your parents' relationship and seeing like, what are like those similarities there having the awareness and then choosing to break that cycle by saying, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to show up different. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to listen to some podcasts. I'm going to like take this program to like undo these patterns that have been like knitted in me, like by the generational line. Yeah. And you might even be like, you might even, you might even have this feeling of like, I think I'm doing that, but like, I literally just have no idea how I'm doing that or why I'm doing that. And so I feel like that's really when it becomes so important to work with someone like yourself to like be that so that you have that mirror and someone like showing you like, Hey, like these are the patterns. It's like, like the text message, for example, it's like, you didn't even realize you were doing it in the moment. I know until you reflected back I can like see it like I have a girlfriend and she's like messaging me all the time she's like dating and like she's messaging me and I'm when she's like when she is like giving it to me of like her text and everything I can like break it down and I'm like yes like don't say this and don't do that and she's like oh like I'm so like glad I have you to like show me all these like (laughs) things and I'm like yes and I know all the things right even Mm -hmm. me but it's like as soon as I got into like that text with my ex and like got back into that trigger, got back into like that pattern of like being masculine and like feeling unsafe. Like everything about him makes me feel so unsafe. And it just automatically, I'm like in that like masculine energy, like right away. And it's like, when you're getting triggered like that, you need, you need help. You need help out of it because I am triggered with him. I read the message to you and instantaneously you were like, that sounds like masculine communication right? Like straight away, you just like, you knew. And I was like, even I knew, but it was like, (laughs) like, you know, I already like sent it. And it's like, yeah, you really need help out of like that pattern. And like, maybe you need, maybe you need help out of like the pattern of like why you're getting triggered, like by that other person and that awareness on why you're getting triggered, like by the other person. 
because like hey. just as talking through it, I was kind of having like this epiphany of like why I'm get triggered like by him so deeply. Okay, getting feedback on your messages is amazing. So um, if you don't mind, I want to just throw out this offer to those that are listening. Um, and you can set like the, you set the amount, um, use like, go, go into the script, the description of this show right now and use the link to sign up to our email list. And the first, I, I don't know, you tell me how many people that will, that sign up and reply to the first email with, uh, the message that you want to send and have Kirsten tell you, you know, dissect it, analyze it. Um, how many do you th- how many think you could do Kirsten? Um, hmm. 20, I was thinking like, I was thinking 20 and you know what? Okay. After this, I'm going to tell you this idea, um, that I have, I think it's a really good idea. And I think that might be something to stay tuned to that I'll be like offering, um, as a service. Okay, sweet. So I just want to recap. Um, so um, go in the description of the show yeah. right now. There's a link. And when you click that link, you can sign up to our email list. When you sign up to the email list, we will email you and you can reply back to that with a message you want Kirsten to analyze and give you feedback on. And the first 20 people to do that will, will get it free of charge. Yeah, I love that. That is sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I love that so much. So that kind of ties into what I was kind of thinking of doing. Um, cause even in our first podcast, you had mentioned, um, that like when you were going through like relationship stuff, you didn't really have anyone that you could like talk to like about mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And, um, and just like, even in my relationship, I think even if you do have people like the, so you didn't have anyone. So there's that issue, right? I had everyone to talk to. Like I had girlfriends, I had my mom, like my sister, like I had so many people, but it was like too many people, you know, there's just Mm. like too many people getting advice from. And then when my ex would like kind of figure out that I was like talking to them, he got super pissed off, like major, major resentment because of that. And so what I wanted, which kind of makes sense. Like, I don't yeah. blame him, especially like if you're forming a long-term relationship. And then now, yeah. you know, that all of your like people that you're going to go hang out with in the future knows about all the shitty fucking shit that you did. So no. I totally oh, get it that. Was just, but- like, so, it was so rough, like for so long, all the shit we were going through and everything. Like I would have literally like wanted to like kill myself if I, if I had to keep that all in, because it was heavy as like it really was there was so much there the jealousy the um like the insecurity the like mistrust of like it was all so heavy and I like I couldn't I couldn't keep it in and I had nowhere to like put it out like I was gonna lose my mind it was bad So so with that being said if you need someone to talk to who is you know outside of your whole family picture obviously Kirsten's your girl yeah so I I, my plan is to like offer a membership on that where there's like a monthly membership and then you have access to to call me about like those situations and then I can help you take radical ownership help lead you out of like your masculine energy lean into your feminine just give you like that coaching on that 
And then that way you get the support that you need in the relationship, but you're not venting it to your friends and your family. And like, you know, you're keeping your relationship clean. You're keeping Mm -hmm. it like pure. You're, you're respecting that relationship. And you're also not paying like 200 bucks an hour to see a psychologist. (laughs) You know, you can just like talk to me like your girlfriend. Right. That's amazing. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we link that in the emails. So make sure you guys sign up for the email list. Um, cause we'll make sure we put details in there Yeah. and any, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up here. Yeah. Um, so any closing remarks that you would like to give? Yeah, I think that like, once you have an awareness on this and like how important it is, I feel like things really do start to shift and change in your world. and although they might not change in the current relationship, like in my relationship, for example, it just, we burnt the bridge. Um, Like we totally burned it down. There was no, you just get to a point where there's like, there's no rebuilding it. And that's okay. Like sometimes that's just how life goes. But when you do this work and you have the awareness, you take radical ownership for your, um, your choices because you choose to enter relationships, right? You make that choice. Nobody forces you. And when you choose to take ownership of your, um, like how you show up in that relationship, things really change in your life for your future relationships and not just for you, but with your family, because like I was saying, it's generational. So I've really noticed. So at Easter, um, my grandma was, she's very like, it like you know it all it all goes back she's very independent you know what I mean like doesn't need anyone like she's you know she's got it but then that emasculates my grandpa and so it creates that like that issue between them right mm-hmm. and it's like well she wants him to show up in a certain way but then she's emasculating him so it's like she you know she like can't get out of like that and even she had said at Easter she's like what she's like I'm independent and I'm like yeah that's the problem you know <laughs> like that's the issue actually so and I was just telling her, she was like trying to open this bottle of wine. And I was like, just ask him to open it. Say it like, say, I need help, you know, yeah. like give him like that, that job. And then he did, he totally like lit up and he was like, yeah, he's like, like, I'm, uh, what did he say? He was like, useful for something or something like that, you know? And he just like, he literally opened it in two seconds and she's like struggling. Mm-hmm. She's got this like sharp knife. I'm like, please, please just like give the bottle to him. Like, just mm-hmm. give him, and he felt the purpose, you know, he felt like good. He, like, he just, yeah. And you know, what was interesting though, is not that piece, but I'm looking at my mom and my mom is witnessing like what's happening. And my mom's very hyper, like masculine. She even like, she admits it. Like she is, she's just a very masculine woman, very independent. She's got like her whole garage is like filled with tools. Like you know, she's, she's like, she's just a go-getter. She just gets it done. She has a problem. She fixes it. Like she's just a masculine like woman and she's okay with it. And, but in me healing in all of this and talking about like feminine energy and how to be softer and how to trust men and how to like lean into their leadership and create that space for them. I've seen this dynamic like shift because she was witnessing what was happening with my grandma and grandpa. And she was like, looking at me and we're looking at each other and we're like, I'm like, are you seeing this? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's cringy to witness it, like to see it, like, Mm -hmm. because you could, you know, a year ago, if that scenario would happen, we wouldn't have even blinked an eye. There would be no awareness on that. 
but not only me is having the awareness on it, but my mom is having the awareness on like what was happening there. And totally, she was like agreeing with me. I was telling my grandma, I said, you can't like, you can't treat him like a child. And then because she was upset that I was lucky that like my grandpa washed my car and like vacuumed it out because he never does that for her. And I was like, my mom said something like, even if he had offered to do it, you would have said like, no, 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 don't worry. Like I'll do it next week. Like you wouldn't even let him. And it's just like that awareness, like in my family line between like the three generations, I was like, that's wild to like have that much of a shift just from like the stuff that I have been doing to like heal that. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. like creating like awareness that's like rippling backwards now. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Generational healing is unreal. And I will definitely talk a, lo- a lot about that um, on, you know, the episodes where, where we dive into some of my topics here, but yeah. Um, I just want to leave with from someone who is very much a masculine energy in a relationship with someone who's a feminine energy. Yes, please just start receiving because the masculine energy is like to to give for someone to receive what you're giving gives yeah. you purpose in your life. It, it, receiving and, is the gift. Like ex- if you're the feminine energy or you're the feminine woman, receiving is the gift. Yes, that's your gift to the masculine energy is and if just the, to if receive the what they're giving. Doesn't see that as the gift, then they're emasculated and you have an imbalance in the polarity. Yeah. I, I I just that just came up for me like when you were telling the story about the the bottle of wine, because it's like for me, as that masculine energy, I would, I would be like, oh my God, they need me. Yes. It's like yeah, I feel right? purpose. And it's like, why don't you want your person to feel that way of like, yes, I have purpose in my life. And literally all you have to do is just be like, I need your help. (laughs) Yeah. My grandpa's like, all you had to do was ask, you know, right. Like, and I'm like, wow, like how beautiful is like that scenario. And then like, then you don't cut yourself or you don't hurt yourself or you don't like, you know, you don't struggle as like to be like the feminine. It's actually like so easy. It's so easy. You know, instead of like, I have to struggle. I like my parents struggle. I have to struggle. Like I have to struggle to like show and prove like how, how independent I am, how I can do it on my own. And like, nothing can take me down. Like I have to struggle. It's like, no, you don't have to struggle. It's like, like, you you can still be independent. Let it, let it it support you. Yeah. You, I mean, there's obviously like parts of your life where you're, you're always still going to need to be independent in some way. Like the the other person won't always be there. But with that being said, it's like, yes, these very small things are like little tiny things you can do to make your person feel so lit up and also reinforce to them that it feels good to give to you. So you will start getting more. And they feel like needed and they have like purpose in your life. If you're constantly like, no, I don't need you and I can do it on my own basically telling that person like you have no purpose like you have no purpose you have no purpose um you know what's funny is like I've been seeing like these videos on like TikTok and Instagram and it's like this video of like this girl like reaching like up in the cupboard and it says like when my husband is home and she's like reaching and struggling and the husband like comes and he like gets the bowl and then it's like when my husband's not home and she like jumps up on the counter like Spider-Man and like you know (laughs) reaches up and grabs it it's like just because you can do it on your own doesn't mean you have to. So it's like, you know, if your spouse is not there, 
absolutely do it. Of course you can do it on your own. Of course you can grab a chair. Of course you could change the light bulb. Of course, like whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. if he's there, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you have them like do it? You know what I mean? Right. Without expecting an outcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tricky part. Um, yeah, us masculine energies are a little bit confusing in that way, but (laughs) that's why the feminine Uh, is so brilliant because you, you can, you know, switch back and forth. It's just a matter of like, so like, if you, like, if the feminine, like the natural feminine energy was raised in a way to like be masculine, never knew how to like, um, trust that feminine like energy never knew how to like lean into it or cultivate it or like feel safety then I feel like that's a skill to learn like it's just like going to yoga or like taking tennis lessons like you are gonna have to practice that skill the art of being feminine the art of like not expecting the outcome right the art of right. not leading the art of receiving mm-hmm. like it is an art and you have to like learn it and practice it and it's just something that comes like over time, you're not going to like read that book or like have a call with me or like take a program with me and then be like, poof, okay. Like, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's like, it takes, it takes consistent effort to like reprogram that pattern. Yeah. We could definitely dive deeper into that, um, on the next one. Cause I think that's like going to take us a whole nother hour, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and I think that's definitely something that we'll, we'll cover we'll cover again soon. So, um, I'm going to wrap it up, Kirsten, we're hitting about an hour now. So thank you everyone for listening and watching. And if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure that you subscribe. So, you know, when we release another episode and if you're listening just to our beautiful voices, um, make sure you also follow so that, you know, when we post a new episode and remember if on and subscribe, if you're on like Spotify, so that you get the notifications of our new episode too. Right. Yes. Um, we, we're on, we're on quite a few different like podcast platforms. So yeah, whichever platform you're on, make sure you use that version of subscribe so that it notifies you. Um, and don't forget that, uh, if you want Kirsten to give you a free analysis, the first 20 people to sign up on that email list. Yeah. The code, the code for it will be in the show notes, Let's figure something out. Awesome. Sounds good. And we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye friends.